Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hey friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Isn't it nice to hear the words of the voice of the 45th uh, president? He's also going to be the 47th president as it should be. And it's good to uh, have those words starting off every program, uh, as well as that incredible imagery of the unborn child whom we put there because those are the most discriminated against children. Those are the most oppressed uh, group of human beings. And restoring their right to life is a big part of making America great and saving America. Uh, So welcome. We're going to pray over the news tonight. You know, this is, uh, there's lots of programs that tell you the news. Some tell you fake news. Some put a fake spin on the news. Others comment on the news pretty well, but we don't just want to comment on it. We want to pray over it. That's part of the essence of this program, Praying for America. Let's begin with a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. You know, these prophecies from throughout the Old Testament, shed really a great light and perspective on what's going on in America and what we, what kind of battle we're involved in uh, to save this country and what those who are trying to destroy it are motivated by. The scriptures know all of this stuff. I mean, the scriptures are written by the Holy Spirit and God foresaw in every age the battles that would be uh, waged among uh, his people and against his people. So let's read. We'll see the same in this passage, starting um, Isaiah 29, starting in uh, verse 15. Woe to those who do go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their work in darkness and think, who sees us? Who will know? You turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to him who formed it, he did not make me? Can the pot say of the potter, he knows nothing? In a very short time, will not Lebanon be turned into a fertile field, and the fertile field seem like a forest? In that day, the deaf will hear the words of the scroll, and out of gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind will see. Once more, the humble will rejoice in the Lord. The needy will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. The ruthless will vanish. The mockers will disappear. And all who have an eye for evil will be cut down. Those who with a word make a man out to be guilty, who ensnare the defender in court and with false testimony deprive the innocent of justice. Therefore, this is what the Lord who redeemed Abraham says to the house of Jacob. No longer will Jacob be ashamed. No longer will their faces grow pale. When they see among them their children, the work of my hands, they will keep my name holy. They will acknowledge the holiness of the Holy One of Jacob and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. Those who are wayward in spirit will gain understanding. Those who complain will accept instruction. Let us pray. Father, we are living in a day where we see before our eyes the words of this prophecy. 
We see the deep state. We see the swamp. We see those who are pulling the levers of government but have not been elected or appointed are rather working in the shadows. Your word tells us about these people. They do their work in darkness, Isaiah says, and they say, who sees who will know? Lord God, save our nation from dark and hidden leaders. Save our nation, Lord God, from unaccountable power brokers. Save our nation, Lord, from swamp creatures. Save our nation, Lord, from those who think that they can control the direction of America and yet have nobody see them, know them, or hold them to account. Lord God, we see troubling signs of how common this is in our government. And we ask you boldly tonight as the people of God, as people filled with the Spirit who knows all things, who penetrates the motives of the heart, separating flesh and marrow, Lord God, we ask you to put this to a stop. Let light completely shine and all things be made accountable to the, in the light of day. Lord, this word promises first of foremost and furthermore that the people who are in darkness will once again be granted light, that those who do not see will once again be able to see and understand that a spirit of humility and service will be poured out on your people and that all will stand in awe of you, the God of Israel. Thank you, Lord, for this prophecy, which says that the mockers will disappear and that those who pronounce the innocent guilty will stop in their tracks. Thank you, Lord God, because we see a lot of that going on today. The lies that are made up about people, including people in leadership, lies that are made up about President Trump, lies that are made up about pro-life activists, lies that are made up about us. We see the lies, we hear the lies, we see the distortion of justice. We ask you, Lord, that this day will come quickly when your Spirit will make all things new. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Great prophecy from Isaiah, and uh, as so many passages of the Scriptures, really gives us an insight to what is going on. Let's pray over the news. number of things here. Ah, did you see that President Trump, see, in the spirit of the 45th and 47th president, the fighting back continues. He, he filed a lawsuit against fake news CNN. Good. They deserve that and about a hundred more. For what? Defamation. So like we just said, right, taken from that scripture, right? Bloomberg News Service report brought this out and said that President Trump claims the cable news network has escalated a campaign of libel and slander against him. Why? Because they're afraid he will run for re-election in 2024. They're afraid he will even run. Boy, have they got a lot to be afraid of. 
not only is he going to run, he's going to win both the nomination and the presidency. That's why I'm saying he's the 45th and 47th president. Have no doubt. But they're really afraid of that because they know that one of the things we just prayed for is one of the first things that's going to happen. is That swamp will be drained. One of the things President Trump has put in place and that the people will, who will be part of his second administration are already well prepared for is the provision that the president can fire those working in the federal government who aren't doing their job. You got people in positions that they, they say, yes, sir, yes, sir, and then they slow walk or don't even do or do the opposite of the thing that they've been ordered to do. It's amazing President Trump and his team made so much progress despite having all these do-nothings uh, filling these seats uh, uh, of influence and not believing in the vision of the administration that was paying them. Enough of that. that that's enough of that. We got to get rid of that completely. Oh, so they are so afraid. This is one of the key reasons that they're afraid of him getting back into the White House because they're going to lose their job and they'll lose their opportunity to mess up this country. President Trump is seeking at least $475 million in damages. This suit was just filed in a federal court in Fort Lauderdale. And let me quote here more about what the claim is. President uh, President Trump was tainted by CNN, quote, with a series of ever more scandalous, false, and defamatory labels of racist, Russian lackey, insurrectionist, and ultimately Hitler. You know, as President Trump has mentioned in his rallies, and I hope you saw the rally this past Saturday night, and that you are ready for the Trump rallies for this coming Saturday in Nevada, this coming Sunday night in Arizona. He has said in these rallies, he says, you know, I have friends who say to me, you must be the honest, most honest person in the world. They have been investigated so much and by the highest levels of government and yet to come out clean every time. Well, friends, of course. If there's nothing there, then the only thing you can put there are things that are made up. Of course he comes out clean every time. Because he is. Simplest explanation. Beyond simply highlighting any negative information about the plaintiff and ignoring all the positive information about him, the lawyers of President Trump write, and isn't that a theme that we hit on in this program? They ignore all the positive things you can say about him and his economy. And, and his administration and his accomplishments. I said economy. I'm thinking of the examples. Greatest economy in the world. Strongest military on Earth. And the addition of Space Force to our armed services. Strongest border in the world. Lowest levels of unemployment in our history. Highest levels of job opportunities and opportunities for families and small businesses. Not only the strongest economy, but the most diverse economy helping to rise up the ladder, the people of various minority communities who never had such opportunities before, what he did for the black community and the funding of their universities and the, and the lifting them up out of poverty and just the, 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 what he's done for religious freedom and 
for the unborn and for peace in the world, the Israel, the Abraham Accords, what he did for Israel. We can go on. We can go on literally till the sun comes up and not repeat ourselves on any of these great accomplishments. We'll go on till the sun comes up. But it's like a mental sickness in the minds of some that oh, they don't hear it. It's as if they never heard it. If they heard it, it doesn't register. They vomit it out. But these are positive things. Strong economy, more wages, they vomit it out. Because they're sick. So these people not only say negative information about him, but they ignore like fools. By the way, you read what Scripture says about fools. This is what a fool is. See, a word to the wise is sufficient. And you know what that phrase means. You only have to say it once. And the wise person will remember it, accept it, apply it to their life. A word, one word is sufficient for the wise man. But the fool? Uh, Scripture has a lot to say about fools. Look at the book of Proverbs, for example. The fool doesn't take correction, doesn't take instruction. So you say something again. And then you say it again, and then you say it again a few times more. And then you say it again a few times more after that. And the fool is like it was never said once. Trump derangement syndrome, well, another word for it in the Bible is the fool. The fool. There may be some listening now, because sometimes they tune in. I don't know why, because they're going to give themselves a heart attack. Sure, upset stomach. I don't know why they listen, but sometimes we have the enemies of America listening to this program. You are enemies, by the way. And 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 they and they they it's like, you know, I've written to some of these people, it's the saddest thing in the world that you would have the greatest leadership America has had staring you right in the face. You've got a front row seat to history. It's unfolding before you. What's going to be in the history books for our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, you're seeing it unfold right before you, and you're missing it. Archbishop Fulton Sheen, who many of you know of, you know, he used to say, the greatest tragedy of life is not what we suffer. The tragedy of life is what we miss. Ah, it's a great tragedy. And those of you who are in this category, if the shoe fits, wear it. Listen to me well. Although I know it's going to happen. It's, gonna, it's like the fool, right? Goes in one year and out the other. Maybe it doesn't even get in the year first. Listen to me. You're missing it. You're missing the greatest American leadership we've ever had in President Trump. You're missing it. And oh, how sad that is. Maybe there's still time for you, like the prophecy we just read from Isaiah said, for the heart to be awakened, for the mind to be enlightened, for people to gain understanding. So this lawsuit, I think this is a very good thing. It goes on to say, CNN has used its massive influence purportedly as a trusted news source to defame the plaintiff in the minds of its viewers and readers for the purpose, okay, here we go again, what's the purpose here, what's the motive of defeating him politically? Oh, you see, because these people are afraid of the ballot box. They see the tremendous crowds that come for these rallies. Again, watch the rally from last Saturday in Michigan. Watch the rally this Saturday from Nevada and this Sunday from Arizona. And then ask yourself a question. Why isn't Biden having these rallies? 
Pelosi, Schumer, why aren't any of the Democratic candidates having these rallies and showing the crowds? I mean, the fake news media who never show the crowds at the Trump rallies, they'll be very eager to show the crowds at the Democrat rallies, except they don't show those either. Not because they don't want to, but because they don't exist. I mean, really, think about this. Wouldn't it be smart for these Democrat candidates to have these gigantic rallies so that they can show the level of support that they have? (laughs) Because they don't have it. They don't have it. They never will either, by the way. As long as they uh, they keep attached to these extreme radical sick policies that they have, they'll never have the support of the American people. Okay. So let's pray about this lawsuit. Oh, and by the way, this, he says, is the first. This is the beginning. We will also be filing in the coming weeks and months, President Trump said, a large number of lawsuits against other fake news media companies for their lies, defamation, and wrongdoing. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the, the example that President Trump continues to give us of standing up to those who do us harm, standing up to those who commit the sin of calumny, defamation, making things up out of thin air that would make others think badly of a person, of their enemy. Lord, we ask that these efforts to stand up against this evil will be blessed with success, give success to the work of our hands, give success to the team of President Trump, his lawyers, give them wisdom, send the Holy Spirit, who is the divine attorney. And Father, knock down the falsehoods, expose the lies, and stop the harm. If those in our nation who disagree politically want to compete with a political rival, Lord God, teach and inspire them to use the proper mechanisms to do so. Honest public debate, building up of a team, registering voters, and actually voting. But Lord, these underhanded tactics and these smear campaigns, bring them to an end. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't it good to pray over the news? You know, you know why, brothers and sisters? Not just because of the power of prayer itself, but of that conviction of soul that, hey, I was just able to do something about it. You know, you're not just sitting there saying, oh, yeah, this is good stuff, or oh, that's bad stuff, and oh, I hope the, the good prevails. All right, that's good as far as it goes, but you got to do more. And by praying over all this stuff, we're actually doing more. We're actually doing it. Okay. Oh, boy. Representative. (laughs) What's this person doing in public office? Representative Jayapal, one of the squad. No. Should have never been elected. In stark contrast, then we've had this. this, I'm going to go back here about a month, a little less than a month ago to the anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attacks on our nation. This chairwoman of the House Progressive Caucus tweeted 
Today we remember the people who were killed on 9-11. She gave the number, but it was off by 19. She said 2,996. No. No. That's not the right number. She's including the 19 terrorists. The Islamic, radical Islamic hijackers, terrorists, sick people, evil people who carried cowards. They're cowards because they they don't know how. And their followers today, I got news for you. Bunch of cowards, misguided. Because they can't use the adult, mature, peaceful ways of advancing their cause. If they want to spread their religion, there are ways to spread your religion. Preach it persuasively. Show the example that will attract people to your religion. But hijack an airplane and fly it into a building? What a cowardly, evil act. So these 19 people, I'm saying to you, are not among those that we honor we honor those who died, That those who were killed. Those 19 people weren't killed. Yeah, they died. But they, were, they chose to die that day. They chose to die that day in a dishonorable way that dishonored whatever God they thought they were invoking. There's only one true God. And he wasn't honored by what they did. But they, they, they weren't killed that day. Don't start painting them out to be some kind of victims that we have to honor. They did the killing. So shame on you, Jayapal. You don't, first of all, you don't belong in public office. And second, to say something like this, don't play around with these numbers. Stop it. It's a dishonor to America. Okay. So let's pray. Lord God, we we ask that all our citizens who remembered 9-11 and continue to remember 9-11, especially those who vividly remember that day and as they lived through it and lost friends or loved ones or simply experienced the tremendous trauma and grief of all citizens everywhere that day, we ask you, Lord, to heal us. There is much healing that needs to be done. Console the sorrowing, those who have deep loss in their lives from that day. Heal the trauma. Help us to see your hand guiding and protecting the history of the world and even bringing good out of evil. Because on that day, Lord God, we saw the worst and the best of humanity those taking lives, and those willing to lay down their lives to save other lives. Lord God, we pray for those who were killed on that day, those who were murdered. They are the ones with whom we have solidarity. They are the ones whom we honor. And we ask, Lord God, that representatives like this who say these things to include the 19 killers and the honoring, we ask, Lord, first of all, that that they be voted out of office quickly and decisively, that they never step near elected office ever again in their lives, 
and that their ideas and their, their beliefs be dishonored because these are harmful ideas and sick beliefs. We ask you, Lord, that we may always rally around our flag and around the values on this nation was built on and teach them to our children and grandchildren. We pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, now the third thing I want to pray about here, we have a few more minutes uh, together here tonight, is the uh, Supreme Court. Because the Supreme Court began its new term at the beginning of this week. October 3rd, the Supreme Court came together to begin its term for the year. They had their summer break. They gave us some really great decisions, as you know, at the end of June, including the Dobbs case, reversing Roe v. Wade, which, by the way, once again, just in case there's any of you out there that don't know this, the Dobbs case did not make abortion illegal. It simply left it up to the people and their elected representatives to pass the kind of policies they want instead of having a policy imposed on us by unelected judges, as we had in Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey since, since 1973 and 1992, respectively. The Supreme Court gave us some great decisions on the Second Amendment, on school choice, on religious liberty. And then they took their summer break. Not much of a rest for some of them. Uh, their houses were being protested and still are in some cases. But it was notable that Chief Justice Roberts spoke up about something this week. He defended the Supreme Court against attacks from the left who are saying, oh, well, it's obvious because of these decisions, the court is not legitimate anymore. Let's go in there and change. Let's pack the court. Let's change it from nine justices to who knows however many they want, 15 justices or whatever. Of course, you make that change. Now you're going to pack it with people that you like. Yeah, it's a crazy idea. Didn't work in the past, by the way. It was tried. It's not going to work now. But Roberts uh, saw it fit to speak out. And here's what he said. Let me read the words that, that Chief Justice said. The court has always decided controversial cases and decisions, always have been subject to intense criticism, and that is entirely appropriate. Yes, all of our opinions are open to criticism. In fact, our members do a good job of criticizing some opinions from time to time. But simply because people disagree with an opinion is not a basis for criticizing the legitimacy of the court. See, Chief Justice Roberts is, is, is very concerned about the court as an institution. And when you start claiming that, oh, well, obviously because of these decisions, the court is not legitimate, that's a very different thing than saying, well, I disagree with this decision, here's why I disagree, and then making your case in public or making your case even in court. Let's pray about this as well. Father, we ask you to pour out your spirit upon the nine justices of the Supreme Court. We have begun this new term the new Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Brown-Jackson, has taken her seat on the bench, has been sworn in. Lord, we ask her first of all, we ask you first of all, enable her to know what a woman is. We ask you, Lord, to enable all the justices to know what human life is, 
and that should it should be defended from its very beginning, not from some arbitrary point in time after that, but Lord, from its very beginning, so that their right to life and ours may be recognized as something that is beyond the authority of anybody to define, redefine, give, or take away, but rather that it is given, O God, by you, as our founders themselves said, the unalienable rights given to us by our Creator, and that government exists to secure, enable, O God, these justices on the Supreme Court to understand the meaning of human life, to understand what a woman is, Enable us, Lord, furthermore to, as a people, utilize the mechanisms you give us in the court system without delegitimizing or manipulating or trying to destroy that very system, without trying to make what is supposed to be an impartial judiciary into just another political branch of government. Lord, we do not put politicians on the court We are meant to put judges on the court who judge according to the Constitution, who respect the decisions of the legislature, and who do not replace those decisions of legislatures duly elected by the people with their own judgments and their own opinions and their own beliefs. Bless and preserve our court system, Lord God. And as these justices begin this new term, May the cases that have come before them be judged impartially and correctly according to our Constitution. Give wisdom to the clerks who carry out such an important task. Give wisdom to the attorneys who argue before the court. And again, Lord, give to the justices themselves the graces of which they stand in need. Each chair that they sit on, each of those nine chairs in the Supreme Court, are a different size and shape. They are not, they do not look the same when you just see the chairs sitting there because they are tailored to the justice. They are each tailored to the individual justice who sits in them. And Lord God, therefore, let our prayer be likewise tailored to each of them. To those of them that are on the right track who understand and love the Constitution and keep their personal views out of their judgments, who defend freedom and life and America as they should. Keep them strong in their convictions. Keep them protected and moving forward with perseverance. And Lord God, to those among the justices who do not have the correct view of the Constitution, or of freedom, or of America, or of human life, enlighten them. Convert where conversion is necessary. Send your spirit and protect them all. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, friends, that's about all the time we have. I have some more things here, but we'll continue this. Uh, We'll continue this in future upcoming programs. I want to thank you for the power of your prayers. And, uh, you know, I hope you leave in the comments uh, how we can pray for you, too, because you and your families uh, certainly always have prayer needs. And we want to be able to lift those up here at Priest for Life and have our whole viewing audience uh, lift them up as well as we can now do. Let's pray 
specifically, friends, for the intentions of all our fellow Americans here, and those who may be joining us from other parts of the world. And let's offer these all up to the Lord together by using the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, let's connect on social media. I'm at FR Frank Pavone, Truth Social, Getter, and all the other major platforms. FR Frank Pavone, let's connect. And let's stay connected and let's stay encouraged. And let's remember always what President Trump always tells us in his rallies. Remember two more of them coming up this weekend, Saturday night, Sunday night. He reminds us we in the MAGA movement are part of the greatest political movement in American history. No doubt. Nothing else is even close. And that this country doesn't belong to those who are trying to destroy it. It belongs to you, to you and me. And those like us, it's our country. And that's why we defend it. That's why we will take it back in these midterm elections. That's why. And the greatest days of America are yet to come. Thanks for joining us on Praying for America. Talk to you soon. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.